Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Come on. <laughs> hey, yeah. oh, oh, for the promise of the Spirit of the Lord. One hundred and twenty gathered in one place, fervently prayed for the Spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio program. Good to be with you tonight. We are broadcasting, as always, every Sunday night live from the studios of KDIX, Dickinson, North Dakota. And we are also being picked up by their website, kdix.net, and also Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And uh, you can listen to these programs on podcast later. It takes me forever to get them uploaded, but I just uploaded about... Twelve more, Brother Duran's working with me right now. We're on uploading some of some old broadcasts, so there should be some new ones. Um, got people texting me tonight, which you can also do, 701-290-7862. That's how you can text into the broadcast tonight. We've got uh, Brother Rose listening. He's usually the very first one. He'll text me before the program starts. He's down in Kentucky. Good to have Brother Rose. And uh, what a faithful listener he has been. And we've got Carl and Jeannie listening tonight. And they're from Michigan. Hope they're feeling better. I'm sure they are by now. We've got uh, Sister Yvonne listening and Marin down in Bowman. 
and good to have them with us. I just heard something so nice about Sister Yvonne today. Somebody told me something so nice about her, and that's that was neat. In fact, just before I came into the studio, we've got uh, Brother Dale Jones listening, evangelist and a preacher from Minneapolis listening tonight. He's Shame on you. You missed last week's program. We've got the Ramseys listening tonight, living um, with a meager existence with just mattresses in their house. But hopefully they're doing okay. That's all they have. Hopefully they've got food. Had a great church service today. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, and um, had a great service. Um, new people there, and um, and many people that haven't been there for a while that were there. So we were excited about that. People up at the altar crying out to God and praying at the end of the service. I was very excited about that. I would actually like to talk about what um, what I talked about in church today, but I don't think I will. I've got... Every every time I come into the studio after preaching on Sunday mornings in our church, I always feel like speaking about the same thing. But so many times um, I have these other topics that I would like to talk about. And so I kind of have to force myself away from what's in my head to what I think I should talk about. And so I'm going to do that tonight. But I, I, I talked about kind of a different angle on addiction today in church. And we certainly, you know, if you if you live in the Dickinson area and Dickinson, North Dakota, and you have an addiction problem. Our church, um, I feel specifically, deals with a lot of that, and uh, it's not as hard to get away from that as as you may think it is if you surrender your life to God. So I really believe that we can help you, and um, and we want you. And I don't care who you've been or what you've been doing. We want to help you. We really do. And so um, I came from a background of that many many years ago, from that addiction background. And I've been able to successfully live for God and and um, not return to that addiction. And I know that God is not prejudiced. He won't favor me over you. And he will help you also. We've got Brother and Sister Gubrud listening from the Valley City area. We've got the um, Belgards listening tonight. Pastor Belgard, his wife. I wonder if Laney and Peyton are listening. Are they listening? Um, good to have them. They pastor a church up in Dunseith, North Dakota which is way up there, way up on the Canadian border. We've got the Paulsons listening from Nashville, Tennessee tonight, or Zach Paulson is anyway. What what are you doing in Nashville, Tennessee? Brother Johnson listening in Mesa, Arizona tonight. So text me 701-290-7862. I just, um, that was um, kind of my introduction tonight. If Brother Duran, if you are listening, I'll try to get... Uh, the last of these programs uploaded to you before I leave the studio tonight. So if you want to drain that Dropbox account, that would be great. Genesis chapter 1, 26 through 27. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And then in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Certainly no contradiction between the um, creation account of man in Genesis 1 and, and then the creation of Man in Genesis two, the the just more details in Genesis two are added to the general overview in Genesis one. What I want us to focus on tonight is that man has two parts, two parts of man. Uh, one and in in these verses, Genesis one twenty six and twenty seven, and Genesis two and seven, these verses uh, specifically show us that man has two parts to him. He has a body. And he has a soul. Now the body, <coughs> out of the um, dust of the earth, the Bible says, that's well documented by science. Our body is made from water and mineral, minerals, chemicals. Chemicals like carbon, chlorine, phosphorus, fluorine, nitrogen, magnesium, aluminum, potassium, sodium, calcium, iron, manganese, titanium, oxygen, hydrogen, these are all chemicals. These are all elements in the body. Very well documented that we have in our body 
the makeup of the dust of the earth, just like the Bible says. And don't know how much we'll spend there, but I'll probably keep coming back and forth to that. But the second part is our our soul, our our soul. And this, the Bible says that the the Lord breathed into the nostrils of man the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And then, of course, going back to Genesis 1, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And so we are made in the image of God. Man is not an animal. We are a mammal. Uh, we share in common the body of mammals, the uh, different systems of mammals, the, you know, the um, you know the the nervous system and the circulatory system and all the different systems that make up our body. These are designs that God made in all mammals, and it's a good design. And He didn't uh, didn't do much different for man with this. Uh, we certainly are more developed in some of our systems. Of of course, the way we can speak and all these other things. Our nervous system is way more developed than any mammal. But I want to address tonight that. We are not a animal. There's something different about man. And this, this is um, something that if you don't know this or if you're not aware of this, your life is probably going to be very depressing and very bleak. The word soul, souls, and the spirit of man, those words are found 540 times in the Bible. And I believe that when we are conceived at that moment, we become a living, eternal soul. At the moment of life, we become a soul deeper than just the physical body. The soul is the core of who we are. Um, the word soul, nepesh in Hebrew means, you know, soul, self, life, person, heart, the inner self. You know, Zechariah 12.1 says, The Lord which stretcheth forth the heavens and layeth the foundation of the earth and formeth the spirit of man within him. And so he made man a spiritual being with the capacity of serving and fellowshipping with God. And if you are not living that way tonight, uh, you are living way below what God designed for you. If you are a man or woman living like an animal tonight. I want you to know that the devil has you sidetracked with the frivolity of just existence. And you need to dig into the deeper part of us, the soul. I'm going to be featuring some music tonight by the evangelist Bill Farron. Here's a song called The Beauty of Holiness. Everything that has breath, praise 
That's Bill Farron, The Beauty of Holiness, off of his CD. Very, very good stuff. Um, tonight, the program is, is um, we're t- in the program tonight, we're talking about the depths of the soul, and I picked that uh, Brother Farron music because I think the lyrics are a little deeper. We've got people trying to even call into the studio tonight, but I can't take any phone calls tonight. If you want to text me, 701-290-7878. Six two seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. The uh, thank you for all that are listening tonight. The we've got um, Brother Fuller listening up by uh, Lake Sakakawea. We have some Paul, other Paulsons listening in West Fargo tonight. Um, and we've got uh, some, the Stoner family listening here from Dickinson. Good to have them listening tonight. So we've got a lot of people that are listening. Glad you are texting me. Uh, please text me and let me know how you're listening. If you're listening here on the AM station, we're broadcasting live 1018 of 2020. And this will be podcasted. Now that I know how to do that, I'll get it on the podcast right away, Brother Duran. As soon as the program's over tonight, I'll try to start doing that. Um, 1018, 2020. You know what? I can't forget tomorrow. Tomorrow is my wife's birthday, 1019. And she was born in 1958, so you can kind of figure out how old she is. But she still looks like she's about 35 or 40. So I'm a pretty lucky guy. I really am. Tonight we're talking about the depth of the soul. We are more than just a mammal. We're more than an animal. There's something more to man. And I think anybody that will drag his mind away from the frivolity of entertainment, video games, the cares of this life, and begin to think and reflect, to be alone, maybe in the in the quiet or outside feeling the wind or 
observing the heavens at night where there's not a lot of street lights. I think if we we will begin to realize that there is something deeper to us, something eternal to us. There's a core inside of us that makes us who we really are. Uh, a person that's hiding in the shadows, a um, uh, hiding inside this carnal thinking is a person that you may have never met, and that is your soul. Do you do you take time to ever think about things like this? Do you take time to reflect on the deep things? I'm not trying to get um, you know hazy or spooky or super spiritual here, but there anybody that can just get away from the busyness and the cares of this life, and like I said, all these other things, the entertainment and these things, is going to come to the realization there's more to this than just just a, a body. There's more to it than that. Do you ever take time to, to think and reflect that we have a purpose, that we have a reason to exist? Tonight, just before I came into the studio, a friend of mine that I've known for many, many years is in the hospital in Bismarck. He's got pneumonia. He's an older man. And um, I, he and I are just friends. We don't really see each other much anymore. We don't call each other. But he was in our Bismarck church when my wife and I lived there, very special to us and to our children, and uh, Brother Jerry Pritchett. And I called, and I couldn't get through to him, but I left him a message, and I heard he was doing better today. I was happy to hear that. But I left him a message, and when I hung up, I cried. Why did I cry? See, there's something deeper to all of us. I cried, you know, thinking about, you know, the how good he was to my kids when they were little. He was the Sunday school superintendent in our Bismarck church, and he, he made um, junior bucks and those presents that the kids would buy with their, you know, they would get points for memory verses and attendance and so on. And they could use those points to buy things at the Junior Bucks store. And and Brother Jerry would make it so special to him. See, why am I telling you that? Because I feel like crying now. There's something deeper to us than just the shallowness of earning a living, you know, uh, partaking in inter- entertainment, playing games. There's something more to us than that. And I'm afraid that many Americans don't think about things like this. You know, I, I really, I think Satan uses shallowness so that we never realize that there's so much more to us. I, I, I believe he does that because he doesn't want us to think about our soul. Our soul is who we really are. That is the inner person of us. That is going to be what's judged in the great judgment. The soul is the part of us that will live forever. My pastor used to say, Pastor Walters used to say, when I die, you can take, you can pull my arm off and beat me over the head with it, and it won't matter to me. Well, that's kind of morbid, but, but it's true. You know, once we're dead, this body, we're done with this body. But there was something in this body that was living that's deeper that is going to live forever. And as I said, Satan, he he tries to um, sidetrack us in just shallowness so we never think about these deeper issues. That's, what I think, what First Peter 2.11 means, where Peter said, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. So fleshly lusts are just these animalistic things that we have because we are a mammal. So yes, we get hungry. Yes, we, you know, want to have sexual relations. Yes, um, you know, we do worry about, you know, how we're going to feed our children and all these things. You know, um, yeah, th- these are the, these certainly are things that, that are part of us. As I said to start the show out, there are two parts of us. We're formed from the dust of the earth. We are mammals. But there's another part of us that's going to live forever, a deeper part of us of what makes us who we are. And I, I, I'm I, afraid that we are drifting as a society towards a shallowness that doesn't realize the depth of the soul. 
this deeper part of us that makes us who we are. The the to to uh, ponder, for instance, the language that is found in music. Pastor Bob is a music lover. I love music. I love good music, good Christian music, and good Christian music with lyrics. I love both. But there is a there is a language in the music itself. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying you're a shallow person, and not everybody appreciates all the same things. I understand that. But I don't know of many animals that just sit and are inspired by music. But music can inspire us because there's something deeper about the soul. To look and on on the, look past the surface of things and see a big picture. That is proof that there's a soul. To invest in something that is bigger than you that will outlive you is a proof that there's a soul. You know, there there are many more proofs of God than just the creation. But when God created us in his own image, there is a depth to people that God wanted us to have, but I'm afraid many people don't have. Brother Joe in Arkansas said he's crying. (laughs) Good. Because even to be able to cry, there's a depth to mourn, to cry, to cry for joy. Uh, There is a depth of the soul. The... um, I know that um, to admire courage or nobility, you know, when when I um, I I don't have a television, and I and in, whenever that was in two thousand three, when nine eleven happened and those buildings went down, I didn't see the buildings go down, but I heard so many stories of of uh, bravery. I heard of many people escaping from the building. And then I read of stories and heard of stories of people running back into the building. 911 responders, firefighters, police officers running back into the building to rescue, find and rescue people. And some of those people ran into those built that building and were never seen again. Why? Why does that inspire me? Why am I holding back tears right now while I'm speaking in a studio at the radio station. Because I admire courage. I admire nobility. I see how God created us in his image. I see that. But many people think we're just animals. I feel sorry for you if if you're listening tonight. I hope that you'll listen to what I'm saying. I, I really feel sorry for you. You know, when you're young and and you have your whole life in front of you, you think you're going to live forever. But when you get a little older, you realize, you know, I'm 62 years old. The Bible says that that uh, the, God, the Lord promised us 70 years. You know, it didn't promise us 70, but that, that's kind of the average lifespan. That's been kind of true throughout the world. If by, if by reason of strength, we might little, live a little longer. But if my average lifespan is 70, now I know in the United States it's like 78 I don't have many years left to live. You see, there there is something deeper than the soul. And if you're just living for this life only, you're you're a, you're a miserable person. You will be a miserable person. One of my grandsons and I were visiting here recently. We were traveling home from a church service in Beach, and we were talking about a, a, a book that was written. Uh, the book was written by an author named Victor Hugo, it was the name of the book was Les Miserables, or if if you just were reading it, it looks like Les Miserables, <laughs> but it's Les Miserables. That's how you say it in French. And this is an extremely good book. It's a fictional book, but it's extremely inspiring. And my grandson and I, all the way home from beach, or most of the way home from beach, we discussed this book and the characters and and. Um, and how they, what they represented, and grace, and justice, and mercy, and all the different things that Victor Hugo dealt with in, in that book, 
and the book inspired you to live life to the fullest of helping others. I'd recommend that book. I don't recommend many fictional books, but I'd recommend that book. It's a very long book. But there's a power in poetry. There's a power in well-spoken words or well-written words. You know, there, there's a there's something inside of us. And I'm just building a case tonight for the fact that we have a soul. A few weeks ago, we had a when Brother Deeds was here, we had people come up for prayer. And Brother Deeds um, is known as a man of, of faith and, and uh, has seen um, many notable miracles in his ministry. So people came up and Brother Deeds did some praying for them. And we prayed together for them. And there was a little boy that came up and his name was Braden. He's seven years old. And he walked up to me and looked up at me and I knew that he wanted prayer. So I leaned over and said, Braden, what do you need prayer for? And he said, my dog died. Now, if you know me, you, you know that I'm not like an animal lover. I don't have dogs and cats in my home. I don't. I like them. I just don't have time for them and for the mess. And, and if you've got them, more power to you. But that little boy, it touched me. My dog died. He, was, he came up for prayer because his dog died. That touched me. Why would it touch me? What is there about it to touch anybody? I'm going to uh, take a short break, play um, part of a song by Brother Farron. These are really good, good, this is good music, Brother Bill Farron. I think they're playing some of his music, I think, on Holy Ghost Radio. I hope so still. This is called Until the Day I Die. Uh, Pastor Bob, you can text me tonight. 701-290-7862 Walking down the road I see the light Never seen anything look so bright Darkness of the night Living in a world that always claims What's wrong is right I did not know which way to turn Or where to go To find someone somewhere To heal my wounded soul Captured, imprisoned Cause of what I did not know It's not really what but who Could make me sane and whole You came into my life And turned my life around I once was lost in sin But now I'm found
That's a mellow-sounding song. I'm going to cut that one off short just a little bit and get back into the program here. Tell it like it is radio show. Pastor Bob coming to you live on October 18th, 2020 from the studios of KDX Dickinson, North Dakota. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, right in Dickinson. I'd love to have you come and see us. Our next service is Wednesday night at 730 our, in Beach, we have church at the Beach Community Center Tuesday nights at 7.30 in Bowman. Thursday nights at 7.30 right on 18 North Main in Bowman. And then also Sundays in Bowman at 10.30 in church in Beulah on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. That's called the the Truth Community Church there in, in uh, Beulah. What street is that on? Um, my son-in-law and daughter are the pastors of that church, or he's the pastor of that church. Tonight we're talking about a deeper part of us that makes us who we are, the soul. The Bible says in Romans that professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. People are so smart now they don't realize there's a deeper part of us. There's something more to us than just this world. The supposedly, sometimes the supposedly high IQ crowd drift in the shallow wasteland of missing the deep. And I think it's sad to think about it. There's a man in the Bible named Solomon that became like that. He became so smart, he became a fool. If I could sum up the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon forgot that there's more to life than what meets the senses. Ecclesiastes 3.19, of course, written by Solomon, I believe in a backslidden uh, condition full of depression, discouragement. This is what he said in the Living Bible, Ecclesiastes 3.19-22. through 22. For people and animals share the same fate. Both breathe and both must die. So people have no real advantage over the animals. How meaningless. Both go to the same place. They came from dust, they returned to dust. For who can prove that the human spirit goes up and the spirit of animals goes down into the earth? Wow. No wonder he was so miserable. He really believed we were just animals. And some of you might be listening believe the same thing. But I'm, I'm challenging you tonight that there's more. There's a deeper One of the most overlooked proofs of God is this deeper part of man that is not animalistic. Now, our soul, which is in us, I want to just kind of transition to this. Our soul that's in us, this person who we really are, this deeper part of us, became sick through sin. Sin or or disobedience to God God caused a mortal sickness to the soul of mankind. And of course, this is also reflected in the flesh, because the flesh dies also. But in Genesis 2 and 17, the Bible said, But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Now Satan's lie was, you won't die that day. He said, you're not going to die. And some people say he was right because, look, she didn't physically die the day she ate of this fruit, and Adam, her husband, ate of the fruit. But God wasn't lying. Man and woman did die that day. They died spiritually. Their soul died in its ability to be in contact with God. Ezekiel 18.14 says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. And this is not talking just about physical death, although it certainly could be. But it's also talking about something deeper. The evil, the predisposition to to evil, is from inside of us. It comes from, from a soul that is dead. 
That's what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees in Matthew twenty three, twenty six, and 27. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and the platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like unto whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Jesus was saying you got to clean the inside up first. You got to get your soul right. Mark 7 and 20, Jesus said, and he said, that which cometh out of the man defileth the man. They were trying to tell Jesus that what you eat makes you, makes your soul sick. But Jesus said, no, your soul is sick. And what's coming out of you shows the sickness. He goes on in verse 21 of Mark 7, for from within, from, from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. You see what Jesus is saying here? Jesus is saying that our soul is the part that needs fixed. You know, so many people today are afraid of the physical death. But there's more to fear than the physical death. This, this uh, coronavirus has gotten people just going crazy. I mean, there, there are people going to get tested every week because they're afraid they've got it. I'm one of these guys that would be afraid to go get tested because I don't want to find out if I had it. <laughs> so there. I don't know what to tell you about that. And I never have been t- tested yet. But And I certainly could die from it. Certainly, I'm not saying it's not a real virus, you guys. There's all kind, North Dakota right now has got an uptick in cases and deaths and so on. I, no, I'm not saying that this isn't serious. But there's a lot more to be afraid of than dying of the flu. Jesus said in Matthew 10.28, Fear not them which can kill the body. Don't be afraid of the COVID-19 virus that can kill the body. But are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And this isn't talking about the devil. This is talking about God. We need to, we need to have a fear of God in our life. Because there's an eternal death too. Sometimes... You know, when your life is full of trouble and worry and concern for others, maybe, sometimes, I'm not suicidal, but sometimes dying, to me, doesn't sound that bad. Sounds like kind of relaxing, in a way. Now, here again, don't don't call 911 and say, Pastor Bob's suicidal. I'm not. But I'm telling you that, you know, the troubles of life and and even as a pastor that people are looking to me for help and trying to figure out issues and and I, sometimes I don't know what to tell them and it weighs on me and I think the only way I'm ever going to get away from this someday is maybe I'll die death doesn't sound that bad to me now yeah I'm a little afraid of it cuz I'm afraid of anything I haven't tried before so yeah you know I'm not saying that I'm not scared of it but it doesn't terrify me. But to think of my soul being lost forever, away from God, that terrifies me. So, maybe I should move on, but what, so what part of, um, what part of a man needs to become born again then? Jesus said in John 3, 3 through 5, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, or yeah, be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? And he, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The born again experience consists of, of water birth, baptism, and spiritual birth, receiving the Holy Spirit. It's predicated, of course, by faith and repentance. But the born-again experience has everything to do with the soul, the very deepest part of who we are. There's a little song that um, Sister Sandy Pritchett used to lead us in, in singing in the Bismarck Church, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. 
The born-again experience is a new birth or a rebirth of the soul. That's why 1 Peter 1.22 says, Seeing you have purified your souls to in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, the flower thereof fadeth away, or falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. And so the water and spirit rebirth of the soul, before that there's got to be repentance, there's got to be death, the final finishing of this godless soul is repentance. Repentance is death to the old man. And so we we repent. It's like God uses chemo to kill that old soul. That's what repentance is. And then that new man begins to take root. The old man must die so that the new man can live. And the chemo that God uses to kill that old man is the word of God itself. Romans 10, 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Can your soul hear the word of God? Because that really is the first step to faith. Hebrews 4, 12, For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God can cut deep into your soul and talk to the inner man, the inner person. That's why Proverbs 15.32 said, He that refuseth instruction despiseth his own soul. But he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. You despise your soul if you won't listen to instruction. So we kill the old nature through repentance. You know, and then this then we bury that old man through baptism. And we take upon ourselves his name in baptism. You know, in Romans six it talks about that. That those that were baptized in Jesus Christ were baptized into his death, were buried with him by baptism. That's why if you've been sprinkled as a baby, you've never been baptized. Because uh, all the instances of baptism you'll find in the Bible are immersion, and Romans uh, clears it real outset by saying we are buried with him by baptism. And so you don't bury somebody by sprinkling dirt on their forehead. So God is calling out tonight to the souls of man. He's calling out to our souls. You know, um, I brought my guitar in the studio. I might, I might um, maybe sing at the end. I got just too much going on here, but we've got um, <laughs> Brother Belgard said being dead is as relaxing as it gets. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I would imagine that's true. Um, we've got, um, oh, let's see who else is listening. Uh, Brother Joe is texting me a lot of stuff from Texarkana. Is that Texarkana, Arkansas? Is that right? And, um, he said that, um, he said he's crying because they let me take my granddaughter to church first time. And she asked me to testify. It made me happier. Her birthday is tomorrow. She's nine years old. Well, uh, Brother Joe, my wife's birthday is tomorrow and she'll be 62. Uh, we've got, um, let's see who else. I'm just kind of reading these on, on the air here. Uh, Brother Blackshear is listening. What a good preacher he is listening tonight. Uh, we've got, um, let's see, who is this? Oh, Sister Rody from Valley City is listening. Um, yeah, that was a Bill Farron song, that mellow song that I cut short. Yeah, I, I wished I didn't have to cut those short, but... Uh, I love Brother Ferenc's music, but sometimes on the radio, it's the kind of music I like. Like, there's a lot to the songs, but sometimes they're a little long, so I have to just play part of them. 
Pastor Bob tonight talking about the deeper part of man that needs to be born again, the soul. And God is calling out today to the souls of man. The Bible says in Proverbs twenty twenty seven, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So God, uh, you know, it's it's very interesting to me. Um, what is the soul, or where is the soul located? I believe certainly it has something to do with our brain. Uh, certainly it has something to do with that. This verse makes me believe that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. God has given every man a mind. And he enlightens our mind by his own spirit. And so because of that, a man begins to learn the difference between good and evil and conscience. Uh, and, and conscience springs from this. And because of this, I believe that if we allow the word of God to, we can begin to search the depths of our own soul. Now, as I mentioned, this world is walking around spiritually dead. When man and when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, their soul died to God. And that's very sad because how do you awaken this dead soul? How do you, like how can I, if if somebody's listening to the radio tonight and their soul is dead, nothing I'm saying is making any sense whatsoever. That's really sad for me to think about. How can this soul be awakened? Well, there's only one that has ever been, that has have had has had any success talking to dead people, and that's Jesus. You remember when Jesus cried out to Lazarus had been in the grave four days, dead. And in John 11, he cried out, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus listened. Jesus called out um, to a woman who had lost her son, and he he, in Luke chapter 7, he, he, the Lord, when he saw her, he had compassion on her. He said, weep not. And he came and touched the buyer, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. And the man came back from the dead. There was Jairus' daughter, who when Jesus came up and said, well, she's not dead, she's just sleeping. They laughed him to scorn, because they knew she was dead. But he kicked them all out of the room, and he took her by the hand and called her, saying, maid, Arise. He is the one that can speak to the dead soul. And he uses his word to do it. So I can I can tonight be a vessel. If I'm speaking the words of God, the word of God, I can be a vessel that can awaken the spiritual dead. Can you hear Jesus calling you today? When man sinned, one of the saddest things about that, when man sinned, is is he was hiding from God. Of course, that's kind of an interesting concept. Hiding from God. And the Lord was saying, Adam, Adam, where are you? Adam. And I believe God is doing the same today. He's calling out to the souls of man. You know, there's nothing I enjoy talking about more or listening to more than somebody telling me how God began to speak into their life. You know, we have a a very diverse church. People from all over. People from um, different countries, people from many different backgrounds. It's very interesting to me to listen to their story, how God began to call them. There's a man that does some fill-in work on this program, uh, Dr. Matt Ramsey. He's got a Ph.D. in psychology. He's he's a uh, research psychology He's a man that goes to our church, heads up our Sunday school department. He, um, you know, he was just a teenager, just a high school kid. And God began to call, began to speak into his life. Matt, where are you? We've got, uh, we've got a, a, 
I mean, I, I don't. I guess I don't want to just spend the whole time because there's so many stories. You know, I I I know in my own life the the uh, this this um, I was in a I, you know, forty two years ago. I was in a hospital room, and my wife was giving birth to our first child, my son Luke. And I felt something in that room. And I can't tell you I heard a voice right then, but I felt something. And it felt good. It felt clean. When I saw Luke being born, and I would recommend any of you fathers, make sure that you don't miss that. Try to be in that room if you can. But I felt something, and I walked out of that delivery room, and a friend of mine who had just gotten out of a drug treatment center, I told him I felt something in that room, and I don't know what it was. He said, that was God that you felt. And that was the beginning. That was the beginning of God calling me out. Calling me out of darkness into his marvelous light. You know, and he's still doing that today. And he's calling. The reason I'm doing this program tonight is I'm, I'm wanting, I'm reaching, I'm, I'm trying to be a, a agent, a, a ambassador of, of the Lord today and reaching out to you. That there's more to this life than just what you see. There's more to this life than just making a living and paying your bills, trying to get your kids raised successfully. There's more to this life than that. I believe that with all my heart. I really do. I mentioned earlier how to get a hold of us during the week. I will just tell you again, our next service in Dickinson will be Wednesday at 7.30. That's the um, New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock is our, is our um, Sunday school, which is for all ages. And I, I teach a adult Bible class at, from 10 to 11 that covers basic Bible teachings. And I want you to be part of that. I'd love to have you come. Even if you don't want to stay for church, come for that. Church is at 11. I don't know why you wouldn't want to stay, but, but I'd like to have you come. Tonight, you know... All the people out there that that think we're just dead and we're dead and there's nothing deeper to us than that, I'm telling you that um, that is a meager and useless and depressing existence. And when and when it's all said and done, uh, there's more to this life than that. You know, I, I found this kind of little gem of a song. I, I'm a I like. There was an apostolic singer named Lance Appleton's Lance Appleton, and I play some of his music on the air. He started singing, um, com- coming out with albums back in the late seventies. Actually, the very first Christian album I ever really heard was by Lance Appleton, and I guess I've liked it ever since. I've liked that music. Uh, when he was older, he put some stuff out that he never made. It never made it into albums, and his son posted some of it on the internet. This is by far one of the best songs I think he ever wrote, and I, I, I think it will sum up my radio show well tonight. And and uh, it's just called "Music for My Lord." Lance Appleton went on to pass away. He was right with God as far as I know when he passed away. And uh, in fact, I talked to him once. I was going to interview him on the radio. It just never worked out. But too late now. But this is called "Music for My Lord." When the moon and stars. Fall from the sky When the sun turns dark and cold I will just be opening up my eyes In a city of pure gold When the final end Time and space Eternally unfolds I'll be gazing on My Savior's face In the refuge of my soul In the refuge of my soul Jesus said 
going away to prepare us a place. And I know you might think I'm a fool, but I believe it anyway. I believe it anyway. And when all my songs run out of words, when my hands can't feel these chords, I'll be somewhere in some universe making music for my Lord. Making music for my Lord Jesus said He was going away To prepare us a place And I know you Might think I'm a fool But I believe it Anyway I believe it anyway And when all my songs Run out of words When my hands can't feel these chords I'll be somewhere in some universe Making music for my Lord Music for my Lord And Lord Jesus, tonight as I close this program God, I pray that your word will go out And especially to those that are a soul They don't realize they have a soul God, I pray that you'll help them, Lord, tonight That this program could be part of a spiritual awakening where they realize there's something deeper to them, something more than meets the eye, and something that needs to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. I pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening to me. You can listen to these programs again if you care to on Holy Ghost Radio channel or podcasts on Holy Ghost Radio. I found out you can put podcasts in just about anywhere and put in Pastor Bob and it'll come up on Apple Music and all kinds of stuff. So I didn't know that until just this week. God bless, folks. Lord willing, I'll be back next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is show 806 Mountain Time. Another day My only hope is in the one who died for me Teach me, Lord To be the man I'm supposed to be Got a long way to go to be like my Lord To stay the same is one thing I cannot afford My wife and family need someone who will leave I've got to die so you can live in me And so I plead when the darkness sets in and I've lost my way My dreams seem shattered cause I've blown another day My only hope is in the one who died for me Teach me, Lord, to die And be the man I'm supposed to be Fails your faithful when I fail to please And when the pressure's great it drives me to my knees Into that secret place where you can transform me 
to the image of the man I'm supposed to be. So when the darkness sets in and I've lost my way, my tongue has shattered lives and I've wasted yet another day. My only hope is in the one who died for me. Transform me, Jesus, into the man I'm supposed to be. Change me, change me, Lord. The race is not won by the ones who choose to bend, but by the ones who will endure. Until the end Jesus, you are the one I hope my family sees As they look to me To see the man I'm supposed to be When the darkness sets in And I've lost my way My dreams seem shattered Cause I've been alone another day My only hope in the one who died for me, teach me, Lord, to be the man of Teach me, Lord, you've got to help me. Teach me, Lord, to be the man I'm supposed to be. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.